You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, good morning, Sobriety team. See what I did there? Um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what, what we can call ourselves. I like Sobriety team. Um, previously, I was thinking tea heads that just doesn't sound good and then tea party that feels a little bit ruined if you have any suggestions please slide into my dms um i hope you are having the best day of your life i hope today i hope today is has is the best day of your life so far i do not hope it is going to be the best day of your entire life i hope you have more and more and more but i hope today for whatever reason the stars have aligned the the moon came and charged all of your crystals, even if you don't believe in crystals, and you are just having a fabulous day. That is what I hope for all of you. Today, as I am recording this episode, I have been alcohol-free for one year and eight months. Um, Honestly, it's crazy. It's wild because in some ways, it feels like this has been a really long journey, and in that one year and eight months, I have learned and unlearned so many notions about myself and the world and people around me and what my life has to look like. So in that way, it feels like a huge period of time. But at the same time, it's a really short, it's really short in the span of my entire lifetime. So I don't know, I just, it's weird because these milestones are starting to come and go and they, they don't feel as, I don't know, I don't want to say they don't hold as much weight, but they're just not feeling as crazy to me because I'm, this is just, this is kind of my life now. And I have really acclimated to it and adjusted to it and I feel like I'm thriving and so you know I'll see oh seven months eight months nine months I think two years is going to feel really monumental but these it's it's sort of losing a little bit of its not mystique but amazement because I'm like yeah this is just this is my life and I'm sober and I'm going to be sober and I choose to be sober today and I think I will choose to be sober tomorrow um but At the same time, I think because we can get used to things, I thought today I would remind myself and perhaps you, my sweet listener, if you're in a similar situation or even if you're not, the wonderful things that sobriety has brought into my life to celebrate this one year and eight months. So I have mentioned this before, but I use an app called I Am Sober. And one of the things I really like about this app is that there's a section when you hit certain milestones where you can put in positive changes you've noticed there's also room for negative changes and you kind of keep track of the ways your life is changing physically emotionally spiritually all those things because like I said sometimes we start to uh, get used to things or take them for granted or forget where we once were so it is nice to kind of go through and see how I've tracked things and so I thought I would read the things that I marked down when I hit one year sober um, because They're still very applicable to me today, and there's a lot of them. So I thought we would just kind of list some of them, go through them. Um, I was about to say yippee-yay-yay. I don't know why that came to mind, but um, I I can't lie to you. That was... That, that was what my heart wanted to say in that moment. So yippee-yay-yay, let's do this. So these are some of the things I marked down that um, I noticed at my one year sober from alcohol. Awareness, better coping skills, better digestion. That is that is one thing that I will say. I, listen, sorry, IBS queen, okay? I'm Jewish. 
my 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 little stomach she's been sensitive since the day since the day I popped out of the womb I had anxiety and I had a stomach that was constantly hurting and I have definitely noticed that I think a combination of my anxiety improving and I'm you know, taking better care of my body. My digestion is so much better. I feel like I can even eat foods that normally or, or previously would make me feel really ill. I just, now I, my stomach hurts so much less on average, which is huge for me because I thought I was just going to be plagued to always have a stomach that just hurt 24-7. And actually, I was thinking that in the past, maybe like, you know, I mean, I guess since I've been sober, so the past year and eight months, but definitely the past year, I've had... My stomach has been so much better. Again, it's not perfect. I'm still Jewish. I still have that nervous Jewish stomach, but it is, it's improved. Chef's chef's kissed on my digestion. (laughs) So better digestion, a check. All right, going down the list, better mood, better relationships. That is a huge one. Better relationships is something that I think I'll do maybe a more in-depth podcast on, but I feel like my relationships with my family, with my friends, with the people who are in my life now, they feel, those relationships feel so much more grounded and stronger and like I am giving them the time and attention they deserve and, and, and vice versa because in the, in the thick of, of dealing with my addiction, I, you're, you know, you have a secret, really. You're, you're having this secret and you're trying to convince everyone around you that you're normal and that this thing isn't taking over your life. So in many ways, you can only get on a surface level. I think I had friendships. I think I had relationships. I think I put people, I think I, I think for, for, for years, I was putting, putting people back. I was pushing them away from me because if they got too close, maybe they were going to see something that I was not ready for them to see, that I did not want them to see. And so as a result, yes, that does change your relationships. And your relationships, I think, can't go quite as deep because you can't get as vulnerable. You can't get as intimate with, you know, the people you love because there's this huge part of yourself that you are hiding and that is, you know, hurting you. And so now that I don't have that secret anymore, I've put it out into into the open. I talk about it. I talk about this thing that I've gone through and I, I work on it. And now being sober, I am I am able to really show up for the people that I love and they can show up for me back and we can really have much deeper and better relationships. And I've said this before. I've lost I've lost some really meaningful friendships to me and people that I wish were still in my life, but they had to make the right decision for them and I was not being around me was not good for them and I can't ever I can't ever I can't ever be mad at that you know I can respect I can only respect that and um, that's one of those things that I have to live with too right that there are people that because of my actions I lost and now it it, it makes me realize and and extra extra appreciate the relationships I have and make sure that I always, I always foster them and I always give them the care and the time and the attention that they deserve. All right, keeping down the list, calmer, calmer. That is, calm is not a word that I would have ever thought could describe me. I would still say calm does not describe me, but calmer because a lot of my anxiety has 
kind of settled, yes, I'm able to tackle things in a much more calm, um, less reactive way. I, yeah, I'm calmer. I mean, I'm basically Zen. I'm Zen yoga master. Um, I have ascended to a higher plane. Yeah, that's me. That's me now. Clearer skin. All right. Caveat on this one. Um, I went off birth control like six months ago and I struggled. I had acne that I'd really never had before in my entire life. I really struggled with like hormonal cystic acne. I did so much stuff for it. And ultimately, six months later, I went back on the pill and then my skin was clear again. So, you know, there was a period of time where I was really struggling with my skin while sober. So we're not going to really count that one, but... But I would say there's a glow. I don't have that sort of sallowness. I don't look, I'm not dehydrated all the time from being hungover. So yes, better skin. We'll we'll, we'll still count that. Contentment. Yeah, I'm a content bitch. I'm content. What can I say? Decreased anxiety. It's a huge one. I've talked about it. I was like, I was feeding my anxiety steroids essentially by drinking heavily, even though I thought I was reducing my social anxiety. I was actually just making it, I was turning it into this even stronger and stronger beast. And uh, I've stopped doing that and it has gotten a lot better. It still exists. I still have anxiety. I will always deal with it, but it is so much more manageable. And yeah, it's just a lot better. Decreased cravings. Um, You know what? Yes, in that I don't crave alcohol anymore, but I do have a lot of sugar cravings and I think that's fine. I think that you're not going to be this perfect, you're not going to be this perfect thing. I said it before. It's not like I got sober and said, oh, now I am only doing green juices and every single meal I eat is like the best nutritional value ever and I run 10 miles every day. No, that's not how I got sober. And maybe some people do and that's amazing and, and more power to them. But um, listen, I, 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 I eat sugar, okay? I order cookies. I get frozen yogurt. Sometimes I have those cravings, and yeah, I give in to them. Um, but they're never for alcohol, so, you know, take your take your wins where you can. Decreased heart rate. Oh, so that was something that was happening to me a lot towards the end before I got sober, is that I was having, you know, I was essentially in a constant state of being hungover, and I was having these heart palpitations all the time. They felt very panic attacky, where I would get that racing heart and feel ill and feel nauseous. And you know, again, these are like, things of being hung over but yeah my heart those heart palpitations they're they're they suck I mean it does not feel good when you have a racing heart you know and um yeah I mean my heart rate is normal uh, I don't know what the what the normal number is but according to my doctor it's normal baby feel physically renewed yes this is something this is this is a good one to remind myself because the newness of it has worn off a little bit so I think that's that that really immediate contrast of feeling like shit all the time to feeling so good that has that's starting to I guess recede a little bit from my memory and it's good to remember that yeah I am in a completely different place physically I I do feel physically renewed from what I had been for years and like especially that last year and I keep saying especially that last year but I would say that last year of drinking um maybe even that maybe even year and a half I was I was I really was just like hungover all the time pretty much and that's no way to live and you just feel like garbage 
a hot pile of garbage all the time and it's amazing I got anything done. It's amazing I was still functioning at all, feeling so shitty all the time. Um, Yeah, I definitely feel physically renewed. Feeling proud. Yes, I do feel proud. I feel, I feel, I feel very proud. And those moments when I let negative self-talk get to me um, or I feel shitty about something that I did do when I was drunk or a decision I made or maybe a friendship I lost, I try to remind myself it's okay to be accountable for those things, but I did change and I am always changing and I am always working to be better and um, I am proud. Freedom. That's the next one. Freedom. Freedom. Yeah, I do feel free. Happier. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much happier. I mean, just so much happier this year and eight months. Even with the backdrop of 2020, so much happier. Higher libido. Well, uh, yes, yes, yes. Hard to, hard to say because I have been very, 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 very single. Um, and I have not really had any sexual activity in, in this year and eight months. That's kind of crazy. Well, no, let me see. That's not true. Probably like a year and because I was still with my, my ex-boyfriend in the beginning of my sobriety. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's been like a year and a half. Oh my gosh. Uh, but, but what I will say is that I think that I, when I would drink, you know, it would like loosen me up and I would almost think I would think it was like improving my libido and, you know, but really all it was doing was just kind of stripping away so many parts of me that I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. You know, willing to do things that maybe I didn't actually want because it's hard to know what your body wants when you're not in your body. And the way I was drinking, I was not in my body at all. So how could I know what my body wants? How could I be connected to my body? And um, that I will say, I'm very, I'm, I'm connected to myself again. So yes, let's say higher libido. Uh, improved attitude. Oh, 100%, baby. Improved finances. Yes, I have said, I have... It was kind of crazy to see how much money I was spending on alcohol and then, you know, late night delivery and I had maxed at the at, at my worst part I had maxed at I'm maxed two credit cards. I was at a job where I was really making no money. I was I, I could basically pay my rent and then everything else went on a credit card and even then I was maxing my credit card and still ordering a bottle of wine, still having like drizzly or saucy, deliver me alcohol, deliver me my late night snacks. So yes, I am no longer in credit card debt. And um, yes, my finances have absolutely improved. Improved lifestyle. Yes. I mean, I think that goes with everything that I've said. Improved memory. (laughs) Yes, because I'm not blacking out. So I remember the conversation I have with people the day before. So yes, improved memory. Improved mood. Yeah, I think that goes with everything I've said. Improved outlook. Yes, goes with everything else I've said. Improved patience. Yes, but I will say I think I've, I think I am a fairly patient person. 
Um, that's never been, I mean, maybe as a kid, I could deal with some impatience, but I never really have an issue waiting for something. I don't mind waiting in line. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not really someone who's like in a rush to get places. I'm kind of slow. Yeah. I mean, yes, I have better patience because everything is pretty much better, but that wasn't something that I was necessarily bad at before. All right. Improved physical health. Yes. And yes, according to my doctor, improved positivity. Yes, improved relationships. Okay, these are kind of all sort of repeating themselves, but yes, improved self-confidence. Yes, this was a huge one. I felt like even in my teenage years, even when, you know, you have teenage anxieties and crippling insecurity that just comes when you're a teenager. And then even in my kind of early 20s, I always felt like I had a really strong sense of who I was. And while I may have had insecurities, especially kind of around social anxiety and stuff, I always liked who I was and I never wanted to be somebody else. My self-confidence took such a nosedive when the drinking got bad. I really stopped wanting to be myself. I stopped wanting to look at my reflection in the mirror and not just in like a physical way, but I I, I was really losing touch with who I was and, and feeling like I didn't like myself and that was a very foreign feeling to me and very concerning because I had spent most of my life aware definitely aware of my flaws definitely aware of the things that are not so great about me but on the whole liking who I am and and thinking this is this is who I am I don't get to be anyone else and being confident and that that was stripped away um, when the addiction really started settling in and my self-confidence is definitely back so that's a that's a great thing improved self-esteem kind of everything I was just saying same thing self-confidence self-esteem yes I like myself again which is a great feeling increased cognitive ability I mean I would assume I haven't taken any tests (laughs) I haven't taken any like IQ tests but I would assume my cognitive abilities have improved increased energy levels uh yes I mean I am always gonna be a sleepy bitch I take a lot of naps um but yes I, I don't have hangovers. So yes, increased energy levels. Increased happiness. Yes. Increased productivity. Yes, I definitely, I mean, I've started a podcast. I will randomly paint sometimes. I started doodling when I got sober. I really, I got an um, iPad and started playing around on Procreate and started doing a lot of things that I wasn't even necessarily good at, but I enjoyed them and it was fun and it was fun to try new things. And yeah, my productivity definitely went up. Uh, less bloated. Yes. Unless I eat too much cheese. Less depression. Yes. Less guilt. Absolutely. Less mood swings. Lower blood pressure. Yes. Making better choices. Yes. Mental clarity. Yes. More active. Um, me, uh, (laughs) sure. On the whole, though, I will say, I did not have a car. Um, There was like a period of time when I didn't have a car when I was drinking. So I had to be active because I took the bus and I had to walk places. I had to walk to the grocery store. So honestly, my my steps were probably higher during that period of time than now when I have a car and I work from home a lot and I don't go anywhere. And then I see that I had like 100 steps that day. So uh, yes and no. We'll be honest. Yes and no. More social. Yes. Yes, definitely more social. Normal body temperature. Oh, this is crazy. I, and it took me so long to connect it. I 
convinced myself. I went to the gyno. I went to my gynecologist, and this was while I was still drinking pretty heavily. And I told my gynecologist, is it possible that I could be in early menopause? I am 29. I was probably 27 when I said this to her. And she was like, um, I don't think so. And she's like, why do you say that? I'm like, well, I'm having hot flashes. I'm getting hot flashes all the time. I'm always feeling so hot and I'll get like these, you know, sweat attacks. I'll get these night sweats. And I wonder if she maybe thought something but didn't tell me um, because she was just like, I don't think you're going through menopause. But I would have these horrible hot flashes where basically the the thing is that during hangover your body temperature rises from like low the low body temperature you may have had when you were drunk and then so of course you're starting to feel hot and you're getting you know you can have excessive sweats after drinking too much and so I was always having these hot flashes and sweating and both of those things are signs that your hangover has triggered like a like a your sympathetic nervous system, your your uh, fight or flight response. And so those things can be, you know, shaking, sweating, feeling hot, a rapid heartbeat, which I also said I struggled with, high blood pressure. So, yeah, of course, that <laughs> when it was really bad and I was just having these hot flashes, it's like because you were hung over all the time. No, you were not in menopause. You're You're 27. You were not in menopause. You were just you were causing your body to have hot flashes. So yes, totally normal body temperature. I do run a little hot. And what's weird is I used to run cold, but after sort of the 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 years of drinking, I kind of feel like I did change my body temperature a little bit. So now I do run a little bit hotter. But no, I do not have hot flashes out of nowhere anymore. Thank God those were horrific. Okay, we're coming to the we're coming to the last couple of ones. Um, peace of mind. Yes. Absolutely. And last, but certainly not least, stability. Yes. I I think I used to, especially in my early to mid-20s, kind of, and a little bit romanticize being a mess. I would romanticize it like, oh, I'm just this, I'm creative and I, I'm, I have mental illnesses and you know, but I'm a writer and uh, I'm just, I'm just messy and I just live out loud and I'm messy and I feel too much and I'm, and I'm sad and, and, and all of those things can be true, but I was like, I'll never be stable. I'm unstable. And, and sometimes I think I would lean into that identity because it was safer to do that. And it was easier to just be like, well, I'm the mess. I'm the creative mess. And this is just me and you love me or or hate me. This is who I am. Stability is possible and you can still be silly and creative and and love loudly and all of these things and be stable and find your stability and struggle with mental illness and find stability all of these things are possible and I think you know as I get older I'm I'm really excited to enter my 30s I feel like my my 20s had a lot of chaotic energy to them and I really feel good about what this next decade is going to look like because there is a lot of stability and understanding that life does ebb and flow and there will be periods of instability, but that I have it within me to stabilize myself and um, trust myself and take care of myself. So those are some of the things that I marked down as positives for my sobriety at about a year And I'm excited to do another check-in when I hit two years. I think it's just good to remind myself that I have come really far. And, 
yeah, I feel good and I'm happy and 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 this has just become my new normal and my new day to day, but that it wasn't always. And there are so, so many amazing things I've given myself again, these gifts that sobriety has given me. And um, yeah, I just, I thought that was good. That was really helpful for me, actually. So I don't know if that was helpful for you, but um, it's my podcast, bitch. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, if you didn't listen, I'd probably still do it because, you know, we're all just shouting into the void. Well, now it is time for It's something that made me happy this week It's my pink cloud of sobriety I wanted to give a sincere thank you um, and appreciation to all the people that have tuned in from my episode on Chatty Broads. It was an amazing experience. Um, I love Becca and Jess, just two two angels, just two wonderful angels that are as funny and charismatic and kind as you believe them to be. They are all of those things and more. So I just wanted to say thank you because so many have, of you have reached out and have, have, have tuned into the podcast and sent me really amazing messages. And it was such a wonderfully overwhelming week. And I'm still going through messages and I'm still responding and um, really affirming because sometimes I think I had moments with this podcast where I got really excited to do it. And one of my purposes for it was that this was going to be sort of the next tool in my recovery. It was going to be something where I almost sat down and had like this verbal a solo therapy session where I had to process things and I had to talk through things and I had to um, sometimes I don't even know how I'm feeling until I start talking you know and if people wanted to listen and they related and they enjoyed it that was going to be amazing but the, the purpose of why I started it was another project another thing I wanted to do um, as a sober person another thing to bring me joy and I think I, I, you know, you, you sometimes can lose that a little bit. And I was like, is anyone listening? Is this worth it? Am I, what, what, what's the reason? And it was like, right when I started to feel that way, all these things fell into place. And, you know, I got to guest on Chatty Broads. And so many of you have sent just really touching messages to me. And I just want to say thank you. And I really appreciate you tuning in. That's, that's what we're going to do here. We're just going to get through life. We're going to enjoy the highs. We're going to ride out the lows, and um, some of us might be sober, some of us aren't. It doesn't matter. Anyone here is welcome along on this thing called life. I was trying to do that like, um, what's that Prince song? Dearly, dearly beloved, um, I want to get through this thing called life. And if the elevator tries to, you know what I'm talking about, that Prince song? Let's go crazy. Man, I love Prince. That was a pretty devastating death. Oh, this uh, this pink cloud took a turn, huh? Uh, anyway, <laughs> thank you so much. It, really, it's been um, it's been incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I'll talk to you all next week. Okay, bye everyone. Mm-hmm.